The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. place finisher driver of the number four jimmy john's new nine green wheat sub four for stewart house racing kevin harvick we'll go ahead and open it up for questions if you have one please raise your hand and we will get to you go ahead no, not many cautions um did, did you feel like you, you might have been gaining some ground there at the end just right that time we were definitely gaining a little bit of ground um but you know we just we didn't have enough enough time to to, to get all the way to him but you know, our guys did a great job, you know, rebounding after last weekend and, and doing what we had to do this week to put ourselves in a good position for next week. So, solid night. Given last week, given how you've run here, does it feel, even though it's not the win, still feel pretty good the way you finish? Yeah. You know, I think we've been top five, six out of the last eight, so seven out of the last nine now. It's been a solid racetrack for us, but it's just not, we just haven't had the, the winning car, you know, the Gibbs cars have, have been tough to beat here uh, over, the, over the last few years, and, and we just hadn't. Hadn't had the speed that they have had. Um, you know, this time, you know, we had speed and were able to, to race right there with them. And, and, you know, so we've, we've, we've been hit or miss here. And, and uh, you know, tonight was a good night to be, to be good. Are there any additional questions for Kevin? All right, Kevin. Thank you. And we are now joined by our third place finisher, uh, driver number 78, auto owners insurance Toyota for furniture row racing, Martin Truex Jr. We'll go ahead and open it up for questions. Please raise your hand if you have any. Just a little bit of pressure to your right, Martin. Uh, the last five races, you've had more than 100 laps, more than four of them. Um, so do you feel like the tracks owe you one? If there's one that does, it's here. I can promise you that. Man, I don't know. Uh, I just don't know what we got to do to win one of these things. I mean, it's uh, kind of awful frustrating, you know, to come here and be so good and lead so many laps and then just uh, find, you know, every single way possible that, you know, just things don't work out for us. It's, it's pretty frustrating, but... You know, at the same time, it uh, feels good to run that good. And we recovered well and, um, you know, did what we came here to do, which is move on to the next round. So um, I wish we would have been in victory lane right now. But, uh, you know, in a few days, I guess the pain will, will go away a little bit. And we'll be able to go to the Roval and have some fun with no pressure. We'll go right here in the middle. Mark, you uh, kind of sailed through the first two stages and then that tire mishap. How do you kind of reconcile that with your team, and what do you, what do you guys do to just kind of put it in the rearview mirror? Yeah, you just got to move on from it. I mean, you know, you can't beat a dead horse, and you know, if you start yelling and screaming at them, they're just going to do worse the next stop. So, you know, for me, um, I let Cole and the guys in the pit handle it. Um, you know, I just I just do all I can do behind the wheel to get back to the front. I mean, that's all you can do. So, uh, like I said, it was it was a good recovery. They, uh, you know, their stops after that were were all good. And, you know, we had a new front changer this week, and um, but you know, he did a really good job. You know, aside from the penalty, we were probably the fastest we've been on pit road in a while. So that's really encouraging for um, you know for the for the playoffs and uh, going down the stretch here when you need to win races off pit road and things like that. So you know, we'll take uh, we'll take a mistake here when it doesn't count, and hope hope they get it cleaned up, and um, you know, we'll move forward and and um, you know, do really just have fast, clean pit stops. I still think the cream rises to the top. Um this time of year, though, 
a lot of guys make a lot of advancements in their programs. You know, we saw the Penske cars with speed, certainly. Uh, the nine car with speed, the 42. There's, there's plenty of guys that are, that are getting better at the right time. But, uh, you know, the three best still seem to be the big three. Um, seemed like we were racing those guys a lot. And, and without the 78 having a, an issue there, he would have been right up in the mix of it. Uh, he got back there anyway. So, um, you know, six races isn't a long time and, and probably not a stretch of our best tracks in between those six races. But uh, we're coming up to some good ones. We'll go over to your left to Jerry. Jerry Jordan kicking the power shot and PRN. Both of you. But Adam, first, on TV you talked about being part of Kyle's legacy. Well, they put crew chiefs in the Hall of Fame, too. Have you, you thought about that as, uh, as part of your future? Uh, no, not at all. No. Uh, <laughs> The criteria. It's not my vote. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my question to you, Coach. What were you think? <laughs> the, uh, the criteria for that uh, are almost uh, impossible to achieve anymore. You know, the, the, the rate that we run at is, is tough to sustain for a, a super duper long period of time, you know. Um, and it's as much fun as it is, it takes a toll on you. So um, I'm going to take all I can get between now and then. Um, and I've got quite a few more years and, and, and enjoy it. Um, but, geez, I think it would take a lot to even make that part of the conversation. And I think what happened today, if I could chip in with Adam, he and Kyle just, you know, we weren't that good early. And race after race, what happens is they keep going in the race. They get better and better and better. And I think that's, you know, a lot of that's attributed to Adam. And, and certainly he and Kyle have a chemistry there and can talk things over and make, make uh, good changes. Just really appreciate everybody on our race team, pit crews, everybody back home, uh, JD, and everybody in the front office. And all it takes, and of course our sponsor, Mars, is just awesome and with us now. And they've been in the sport about 20 years, and it's great to have them. And of course, as we all know, you this is this sport's different. you got to have a great sponsor to be able to race, race these cars. For them and Interstate Batteries and Toyota, just a big deal for us. And Coach, last week at, at Vegas, you had a pep talk with Kyle on pit road, and y'all were breaking down the performance and how the team has gotten better. How how obviously it worked, whatever that talk was, and I guess just the focus between on the team. But for your leadership, how does it make you feel when you know that you've got a team like this and go out and compete for wins and championships? Yeah, actually, I don't. I, I do very little. It's Adam and. Uh, he and he he works with the team, and Adams really the way I look at the NFL. I was a coach. I was hands on, made it happen, had the coaching staff with me. It's so close over here to being the exact same thing. Uh, Adam and his twelve guys go to the racetrack, and they start when they start in. They run the whole weekend. He has to make all the tough calls, and so it's a huge um, responsibility, really. Big deal for us, and it's for the crew chiefs to be quite truthful. Our sponsors know the crew chiefs, that they know how important it is, and we all know the sport because everybody sees that between driver and crew chief, it's a big deal, and the chemistry is a big deal. So, anyway, we're, we're thrilled to have the crew chiefs we got. Adam has just been outstanding for the very first time we put him together with Kyle. We'll stay to the left and go to Dustin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Um, Adam, got a couple questions. One, what is it like uh, from the pit box to watch Kyle and Brett Keselowski race so like they were? Uh, a little bit nerve-wracking. Um, 
you know, they're not going to give each other too much room. I expect maybe a little bit more room between two other guys. Uh, so it makes you nervous, but they race each other with respect. And, and, you know, that whole deal is probably a little bit blown out of proportion compared to what it's really like on the racetrack. And, and they were probably a little bit better in the short run, and, and we were certainly better in the long run. So uh, it was certainly a matter of time before we got around them. But you never know when the caution's going to come out e- either. So he was pressing as hard as he could to keep us behind him, and, and Kyle was pressing as hard as he could to get around him. So if we did get a caution, we could at least lead him down pit road. But I was more worried that we were going to get racing each other, and then the four was going to put us three wide and, and pass us both. Was what my main concern was. And you talk about cautions. Only three cautions tonight. So one for an instant on the track. The spring race only had six. Spring Martinsville race only had four. Isn't this supposed to be short track racing, beating and banging? Why? Why the so few cautions? And was the roval next week a factor? Why people were conservative? Oh man, there's a lot of ground to cover in those questions. But uh, I think what you see is that the skill of the drivers and the teams and the ability to run more than one lane here. You know, you can you can run. Gosh, at least three or four different lines, and if you have a little bit of speed, you can get around somebody. You can go in the corner too wide and come out too wide. So, um, you know, it takes a mistake um, to really get into somebody. Um, And, you know, when you get in the later laps, you see guys lean on each other a little more. You don't really see that um, in the middle of a race in general. But, uh, you know, this place is just so racy, and the tires fall off, and it rewards taking care of your tires, and and it's a lot of fun for the drivers and fun for the teams. And I think even without the beating and banging, you saw, you see really good racing on the racetrack, you know, from the, for the lead or, or even all through the field. So um, now as far as the robo, you know, guys were probably trying to really maximize their days today because there's going to be a lot of people leave there disappointed next week. And, uh, you know, it could be people that have a good car and wheel hop at one time or hit a curb too hard one time or, or, it's going to be hard to find a place to pass. Um, it was hard on tires at the test, and, I mean, the reasons to go down there and have a bad day are, are uh, it's pretty long. Um, but we haven't raced there yet, so we don't really know what we're up against. So um, it, it's going to be uh, fun to be part of and fun to watch and fun to not really matter where we have to finish. Are there any additional questions for Coach Adam? Justin? And one for, for, for uh, Joe. Um, You've seen Kyle through the years. How has he managed his emotions in, in situations, you know, like running with Brad, and, and and how has he progressed to the point of having this success in 50 wins, and how he's grown from, from your perspective? I think what happens with young guys, uh, you know, as they go and grow and experience, I think probably one of the greatest learning things that we can have is a bad experience, <laughs> and so you have a few of those. And I would say that Kyle's had a few and probably learns from them. And uh, I also think there's several other things in his life. Uh, Sam Braxton, uh, I think also the fact that he's a car owner, I think that adds something to it. You know, he has to thank as an owner uh, lots of times. And so I think that changes things too. And so I think it's just kind of a, a maturing process. The one thing I'll say about Kyle Lowe and Adam will, I think, testify to this. I've seen it in sports, the two I've been in, when he puts the helmet on on Sunday, I've never seen him change. You know, uh, he is, if it's something in front of him, he's got a, he's bent to go get it. And he's got that in him. And uh, it, it's amazing to me. I think all of us as fans, we admire that. 
in all sports. You see it in all sports. Some guys, not many, but some guys really, uh, they really want it. We'll come right down here in the center. Kind of following up on that for either one of you, with all the tension and pressure that's involved in in this championship chase and the playoffs, how much easier will the week ahead be knowing that you guys are locked into the next round than it might have been if you were going to this thing that Harvick said he's terrified of, um, not knowing, you know, how it was going to come out? I don't know if I've seen more talk about something in the row. Really, <laughs> we've been talking about this thing. And I will say this. I think we wrecked four cars, didn't we, in practice getting ready for it. So I finally said, nobody else goes over there. I'm tired of wrecking stuff. But, uh, no, I, I think it's going to be exciting. And, hey, for the fans, there is going to be – it's going to be unknown, like Adam says. I don't think we know until you get the cars out there and really get going. I think from Adam's standpoint, he can speak to that about how he feels about going, knowing he's in. But we got two other cars that are – you know, on the bottom right now. And um, so from their standpoint, have at it, you know. So it's going to be kind of a wild deal. And Daniel, too, he'll be going trying to get everything he can get because it's big for him and his career. I also kind of meant from the Kyle standpoint, knowing that he can relax a little bit and might not be wound as tight this week as he might otherwise. Yeah, you know, that's probably a better question for him. But, uh, you know, we just don't have any expectation other than to go down there and win. Um, and that frees you up, probably make some more aggressive moves. And, and you know, we're going to need that track to keep Kyle um, to have one at every single track that we go to because this is a new one for us. So, um, you know, if we want to go there. We want to try to win. The whole goal was to get locked out this weekend, and, and we did that. Um, felt like we could have done that just by scoring some decent points, but uh, we know we did it with a win. So we're going to go there and, and try our best to get another trophy. We'll go down to Bob. Bob Pockers, ESPN. I have two for coach. The first, what would be your advice to Denny and Eric going into next week? Uh, Denny seemed pretty frustrated after tonight, one of his best tracks, and he struggled. I, I agree. When you got spun there, I don't know how much that meant to the car or whatever, but it's just it's been a very tough year for Denny. Um, I think for both of them. I think, uh, obviously, Eric's first go around on this. I think he'll just have at it. And I think Denny, you know, what we got to do is throw caution to the wind. And that will be two cars that I think will just be uh, – we got a lot of ground to make up. And so I think they'll be very aggressive. And uh, just any insight on when we might know or when you might tell us what your, 20, your team's 2019 lineup will be? Yeah, it, it's so hard this time of year, and there's a lot goes into it. Uh, there's a lot of things in contracts and everything else about what you can and can't do. And, I, you know, it's just one of those things that it's hard for us. Uh, I'm anxious, too. Uh, I would like to be able to announce it, but there's still a lot up in the air with it. Are there any final questions? All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Congratulations. We're now joined by the winner of the Federated Auto Parts 400, Kyle Bush, driver of the number 18 M&M's Toyota for Joe Gibbs Racing. We'll go ahead and open it up for questions, and we'll start to the left with Jerry. Jerry Jordan, KickingTarts.net, PRN. Uh, when you were in here the last time, you said you won a 60-point lead and a win going into the Roval. You got the win, so how do you feel now? Feels pretty good. I think it 
think I said one or the other, right? The other. Yeah, okay. Um, obviously, just, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really good to, to have the win, um, you know, to be able to go into next week. I think anytime you can automatically punch your ticket to the next round, that just makes it even, even better. Um, you know, being able to come here in Richmond in the fall, whoever said I didn't win here in the fall race, I got you. <laughs> uh, we won here now. So, uh, you know, finally, uh, again, I didn't know what was eluding us from being able to win here in the fall, but uh, we were able to get it done tonight. So, um, you know, it was a handful out there, that's for sure. Car wasn't uh, uh, wasn't great early, but once we got some adjustments to it, it really woke up, and uh, car kind of came to us uh, continuation all night long of, of the sun going down and just getting better and better, so it was good. We'll go over to Bob and then to Jeff. Bob Piper, CSP, and I had two. The first, when you were in here last, you were also asked kind of whether the big three had kind of lost maybe a little bit of ground to everybody. You all finished one, two, three today. Is that a sign? That's uh, pretty good for Truex to get back to where he got to, considering he had that penalty late. So um, he did finish third, right? Is that what you're saying? Um, you know, I knew Harvick was kind of closing in on us there at the end. Um, you know, I ran really hard trying to, to pass Brad, racing with Brad, and um, being able to finally get by him, and you can see how hard we ran by how fast he dropped, you know. So, um, you know, our car was really, really good, good in the long run. Um, I think Harvick maybe, uh, well, the run before, we kind of drove away from everybody. So I just, just I think it was a factor of me running real hard, pushing real hard, that uh, Harvick was able to close in on us there at the end. Uh, my stuff was really, really used up. You know, I, I lost uh, tons of grip the last 10 laps of the race, so I was just trying to hang on. And when you were challenging Brad... They kept telling you on the radio to run your race, run your pace. Is that possible in that situation? Uh, yes, kind of. Uh, there were a couple times where I was to his inside, and, and whether I was being held a little tight or I was sliding up, whatever, you know, we were getting kind of close. And in those moments, uh, you know, you kind of tense up, and, and car slides, and anytime the car slides, you know you're putting heat in the tires and you're putting heat into everything. So um, you try to take a step back and kind of regroup, let everything cool down again, and, and go reattack. And uh, I was able to do that kind of, uh, about twice. Uh, second time, it, it finally paid off when he was starting to drop. So, um, you know, I spent a lot of time racing hard with him. And, um, you know, good good to be able to do that cleanly on my part. And then uh, when you spend 15, 20 laps trying to pass a guy and you pass him and you can get run into right as soon as you pass him. Uh, it's kind of like, come on, man. Like, really? But, uh, oh, well. We'll go here in the front to Jeff, and then right here in the middle. Jeff Clark from com. I got two questions also. I guess I was, the first is going to be your hand out the window at him. That, I assume, is what you're referring to. Yeah, that was just, come on, man. Yeah, okay. I was looking for an interpretation. Second of all, after come Vegas. Come man. <laughs> <laughs> after Vegas, you're on pit road, and you're like, oh, man, something's going off. You know, we're missing stuff. Um, so it seemed like, you know, you'd said over the last month, like you guys didn't really have it. Does this fix does what happened here tonight fix that, or is that an issue like of a mile and a half track that that's separate? Right. Yeah, that's separate. Um, you know, we're just kind of missing a little something at the mile and a half places. So, um, you know, Richmond, we're good here in the spring, and we're good here again tonight. So, um, whatever it is uh, that that makes us have that ability and gives us that chance to be able to go race for a win like that is pretty good. Feels pretty good. Um, but tonight's way different than a mile and a half. So, um, I don't know if it's a good thing or an indifferent thing. We go to a roll next week and not a mile and a half. So, uh, we'll see what happens with, uh, with that. But 
as far as the next round or even the round after that, you know, uh, there's there's some mile and a half that are coming up that, that we know we need to get better for. Uh, with as much pressure as there is in the playoff and as much emotion as you put into everything, how much does winning tonight make the week ahead easier for you? Um, it certainly takes a bunch of relief. Um, it, it would have if we would have not if we would have not won the race, but been ahead by sixty whatever points of the guys that were on the cutoff. Um, we would have been fine as well too. You know, we could have gone in the roll and, and raced our way however we wanted to race. So um, either way you looked at it, if you were a guy who was in the bottom, you know, if we would have had trouble last week more than we did, and if we would have had trouble again tonight and been kind of at the at the cutoff line, then obviously it would make for a very very stressful week and a stressful roll. Um, but right now it uh, feels pretty good, so we can go in there with uh, no worries and um, try to try to go and attack that place and uh, and see what what we can get out of there. Will you be able to drive it differently because you don't need to win? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you want to win. I think you can drive it differently because you can go force the issue sometimes and try to get a win um, or get a you know get a good finish uh, versus just kind of having to be stressed about it the whole day and on your toes about it the whole day and and um, you know worrisome. All right, we'll go over here to the right and then in the back. Adam Cheeky sees coming all the times. Uh, Kyle, how, I guess, what does it mean to get your 50th win, milestone win at Richmond and finally win in the fall and have it be kind of a milestone win in your career? Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's been lots of milestones. Uh, the 50th is kind of a number at this point, you know, but uh, obviously it's a, it's a great number to have and it's a great achievement. There's a lot of guys that, that we've been um, – tying recently like Tony Stewart and tonight Ned Jarrett I think and Fred Lorenzen if I'm not mistaken but um, you know guys like that have, have made this sport obviously and uh, have been in the Hall of Fame and have done great things so hopefully that I can continue to to evolve and continue to do some cool things and being able to win but um, you know winning at Richmond is uh, winning anywhere is cool because you just you know that uh, first of all you get to celebrate with your team you get to take home a cool trophy and then um you know, this this one in the fall time is more special because it's late in the season. Um, you know, I was, um, I guess, known for not winning later in the season years ago, and so it feels good to be able to get some wins later in the years now. And also to uh, in the playoffs, it moves your it moves you to the next round automatically, so that's kind of a big deal. And just uh, kind of what what those uh, wins are accredited for nowadays. Go to the back and then up in the press box. Don Jeffrey, CSPN Media. You have 92 wins in Xfinity, 51 in trucks, and 50 in the Cup Series. That's 193 total. Have you ever thought about or, you know, made 200 wins in all three major series a goal? And if you did hit that mark, what would it mean to you? Yeah, I think actually somebody asked me about that probably in Richmond. Uh, when was that? Like five years ago, six years ago. Uh, somebody brought it up because we were, I don't know, closing in on like 140 or something like that. But, um, yeah, I Obviously, it's a, it's a goal of mine. It's just a number. Um, you know, there's there's no correlation or comparison to the Richard Petty 200 wins. It's a completely different, completely different eras. It's just a number. So, um, you know, when when I was uh, growing up, I was taught to have goals and to go strive and to reach those goals, achieve those goals, and uh, it's the number that I set out there. And so, it, it's obviously achievable. Uh, maybe I didn't set it high enough, but people would probably look at me with two eyes crossed if I said 250 or 300, you know, but um, that's obviously uh, maybe achievable. I don't know. I don't know if I can get through the 200s uh, that fast, but, um, you know, certainly looking forward to that moment and, uh, and what that means to me in my career. It's 
uh, it's going to be really, really cool to uh, to get there, and I'm looking forward to it. We'll go ahead and take those questions in the press box. Yeah, ChrisMcKenton.com. Kyle, after the race, Harvard said he was terrified of going to the Robo next week, even though he's in a good points position. Uh, is that a fair consensus among the drivers? I mean, you know that you're locked into the next round. Uh, how do you feel about the Robo in particular? I think everybody's just nervous because it's just uh, it's it's very slick, and um, you know you're. I don't know why it's so slick. Like when we go to Sonoma, Sonoma doesn't feel this bad. You know, when you go to the Roval, though, you're just on edge the entire time. It feels like ice. You're never comfortable. Um, and the the problem with it is too, like if you get off course, like you're into a tire barrier, you're into a wall, like you're hitting someone or something right away. There's not, uh, there's no runoff. Like at Sonoma, you can go off course and turn one. You can run off through the dirt, whatever. There is none of that at Charlotte. So um, that's why I think everybody's so worrisome about it is just the tightness of the course but um it's the same for all of us i think a lot of guys will have different mentalities going in this week and what they expect and what they are looking to achieve so we'll um we'll uh, we'll go in there with a good mindset and a good attitude about it and hopefully it'll come out well for us all right we've got another question down here to the right mike nancy from stretch.com i got another cool stat for you kyle you tied <laughs> you tied rusty wallace the most wins here at the three quarter of a mile layout. Okay, you know it's a half mile before that. But yeah, Richard Petty's got those, right? Yeah, he's got the. How many mile. of those were on dirt? Uh, I'm not sure. I need okay. to look that up. Yeah, he's you got do. 13 total. Um, <laughs> so how's that feel to you know tie Rusty Wallace, you know one of the best short track drivers ever? Yeah. Um, you know that's your mark. Yeah, thanks. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, I I remember watching Rusty for years, and him and him and Jeff Gordon kind of going at it here. Uh, what one's that? 90. 598 maybe something like that uh, so it was pretty fun to, to see those days and uh, to know just how good um, Jeff was here how good Rusty was here um, I don't think Mark won here very much but Mark was I always thought was was a really good short track racer and kind of and good here too so um, you know just really neat to um, you know to keep kind of achieving goals and, and achieving things milestones if you will that uh, that other drivers have done and it just is um, an honor for me because i would like to go down once upon a time as um, you know as one of the best in the sport, and so uh, I think the numbers aren't gonna aren't gonna lie about that. I'm gonna go over here to Dustin on your left. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Three cautions tonight. Were you surprised by that, um, and did that help you? It didn't help my back, but uh, yeah, it helped everything else about the night. Um, we were good on the long runs for about 60 or 70 laps. After that, we kind of dropped off. Uh, we weren't very good after 70. So when it was between 70 and 100 that we had to go, that was kind of stressful. Uh, but overall, I think, um, you know, we, I, sh I like long runs here. I, the restarts were kind of crazy, kind of hectic. If you have a lot of late race restarts, they get even crazier. Uh, fortunately, by that point in the race, we were out front, so we can kind of set the tone and set set how hard we wanted to run uh, based off what our competition was doing up front, like Brad at the end. Um, but when I was back uh, 11th or 9th or something like that, I mean, I ran with the 88 and the 42 and the 3 and somebody else. And you would have thought, you would have thought we were all racing to save our lives. I mean, it was nuts. And um, so it was, it was pretty crazy how hard those guys were running and that was the that was the worst long run we had because i burned my stuff up racing against those guys early in the run and uh that's kind of what you got to be mindful about when you're when you're in richmond we'll come back over here oh sorry 
Yeah, um, Richmond, you always have to set up for long runs. Anywhere you go, you you always kind of want to be set up for long runs, but um, you want to have speed in the short run as well, too. And yesterday in first practice, we had good short run speed and good long run speed in first practice. And in the second practice, um, we didn't have very good short run speed, but then we kind of hung on a little bit better than some other guys. So we, we kind of knew then that we weren't going to worry too much about the short run um, until the end of the race. You know, you're going to have to start adjusting on your car and adjusting on your air pressures to try to get your car faster for the end um, to be able to maintain lap times with the guys that work fast on the short run, like the two. Go back over here to the middle, and we'll finish up with Jeff and Kelly. Jonathan Panda here with WBCW Sports. Um, Kyle, earlier on you said you were losing tons of grip during the race. I want to know, what were those moments like? Uh <laughs> It was tough. It just, you know, the, when you're on, uh, how do you explain this? Uh, um, when you're on new tires, um, you feel like you've got the absolute best cleats out there if you're playing football or soccer or whatever, right? Like they're dug in, they feel good, you can juke, you can move anywhere you want to move. And then as the tires get older and they wear, um, you might as well put flip-flops on. You know, it's just terrible. So um, you're sliding all over the place and trying to figure out what you're going to do and it's like flip-flops on, on a baseball diamond, like dirt. So that's kind of what uh, the best interpretation I can come up with anyways. It's like, um, but, you know, that it's just, you're, you're sliding. So you're trying to control that slide all the time. If you slide too much, you're going to heat up those tires even more. You're going to wear the rubber off the tire even more. You're going to build the air pressure. And it's going to become more of like a, a bowling ball on a lane. You know, it's just not going to grip. It's just going to slide the entire time. So um, that's kind of the things that you always work on here at Richmond. We'll go to Jeff and finish up with Kelly. I totally missed this about your back. I mean, you said um, you wanted three to leave afterwards, and you mentioned your back now. Did you hurt it or something, or are you just getting old or what? Yeah, just the <laughs> getting old, yes. Uh, the long runs here, man, it's just you're so on edge around this racetrack that you never relax. Like, you're, you're always tensed up, and you're always, like, scrunched and holding on to the wheel, and your legs are holding on to the steering column and everything else, you know? So, um you just don't ever have a moment to kind of chill, uh, except under the caution. So with the long runs tonight, uh, it just puts a lot of pressure on your back, especially pushing on the brake pedal, you know, like you push on your left leg and it comes from your seat, like you're pushing yourself back into the seat. So it's just kind of a pressure point that made my back sore. Kelly? com. So Kyle, you don't, you don't have to worry about the roll with the playoffs, but Adam Stevens mentions it mentioned it, now you go there and he's worried about making sure you guys can win to keep that streak alive, having won everywhere. And you mentioned in May that they threw that at you now in terms of active track. So I've won there. So do you go there now, <laughs> relaxed, or are you going to get there next weekend and be, you know, kind of up on the wheel to, to get that done? If I'm ever up on the wheel and balls to the wall, I'm going to end up crashed. So especially at the roll, knowing how treacherous that place is, I'm going to get myself in trouble. So I'm going to be all juked up, ready to go. And, and then when I get there, I'm going to take a melatonin and just drive Miss Daisy. So, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's Charlotte Motor Speedway, last I checked. So I have victories from Charlotte Motor Speedway. But uh, it would certainly be nice to, to win at the roll. And in our position, I feel like we got our best chance to be able to go out there and and attack that uh, race and try to get a win. Is melatonin um, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> and with that, we'll wrap it up. Thank you, Kyle. Congratulations.